The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. You wanted him to be better than, you wanted whoever that was going to be your quarterback to be better than Mason Rudolph, and um, Mitchell Trubisky is better than Mason Rudolph. That's what you asked okay. for. And Bush Jones was better than Derek Dooley. That don't mean that you should go out and get Bush Jones. It's levels to this, Ben. You you, you have upgraded. No. You're I looking you. at it wrong. No. You upgraded. No. 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 You upgraded. Did you not upgrade? Yes. Okay. But they still suck. He still sucks. Pretending like one year in Buffalo under Brian Dayball, who is all of a sudden this quarterback whiz after one season. Two seasons in Buffalo. Mitchell oh, Trubisky sound spends one year with him. Yeah, okay. I, I could have coached that offense with Josh Allen at quarterback. You see what Josh Allen did against the Chiefs in the playoffs? Doesn't take a lot of coaching he didn't play when, like, when you have a historic player like that. He wasn't that good before uh, Brian Dayball left Alabama. I'm going to go to Buffalo to coach him up. Yes, he, he coached him up, but we've known all along that Josh Allen was a once in a generational type of talent, just physically speaking, just natural talent. I mean, it, it, it's not rocket science to coach Josh Allen up. And, and besides, even if Brian Dayball does deserve all the credit, Mitchell Trubisky spending one season as a backup doesn't mean that he all of a sudden deserves to be a starting quarterback in the league. Well... Justin Fields wasn't wasn't hot this year. Andy Dalton wasn't put in positions to be to be great. Maybe Matt Nagy deserves more blame for the lack of success that Mitchell Trubisky experienced at, at Chicago. Maybe you can look at it that way, Ben. Maybe you're being emotional, man. You you got better. No, and I'm what being do realistic. you ex- what do you expect? He sucks. You just had a Hall of Famer retire, which organization is able to just not fall off a little bit from the quarterback position or the position where a player is retiring and he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. What do you expect? What do I expect? Go trade for Russell Wilson. Go trade for Deshaun Watson. You know that ain't happening. That's not what the Steelers do. And you said that. Uh, Correct. Correct. But they should have. That's what I'm saying. Better than Mason Rudolph and... Did Mitchell see, Trubisky. Did you see what the what Denver had to get up, give up to get him? You and know the Steelers are not doing that. I know, but I wish they would have, and I think they should have. Because now they're going to pretend like they're giving this all oh, great second chance to Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky, and he's going to stink. That's what's going to happen. He's a stopgap. He's a good stopgap. No, he's not. He's trash. Better than Mason Rudolph. Barely. Barely. The, the only difference is that Mitchell Trubisky can run around and it'll help between or behind the Steelers' offensive line. He's trash, just like Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. The, the Steelers are going to stink this year. They they should have traded for Deshaun Watson. They should have traded for Russell Wilson. They should have gone and gotten uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And we don't even have to talk about Deshaun Watson or, or Russell Wilson. Trade for Jimmy G. Trade for Jameis Winston. Draft the quarterback, which, I mean, technically they still could, but are you going to carry three quarterbacks that consist of Mason Rudolph, Mitchell Trubisky, and a first-round quarterback? Typically, you don't see NFL teams carry that many quarterbacks that, that are capable of being on a roster. Like, usually it's just two quarterbacks. So, I... They still could draft a, a quarterback in the first round, but I would kind of be surprised after yesterday. <sighs> Mitchell Trubisky was a backup for one year, and now everybody is pretending that he is going to be some wonderful stopgap. You're not going to hype me up and make me believe in Mitchell Trubisky after you downplayed him for years and, and were unhappy with him yourself. 
He's gotten better, man. I'm sure he's gotten better. Can't be any worse. He was pretty terrible with the Bears. He's gotten better. Whatever. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Oh. Defense, running game. Defense and running game. I don't know if you noticed, but the running game sucked last year because of the offensive line. It's time. It is time to spend some money on the offensive line. They brought in some center I've never heard of yesterday. Apparently going to move Kendrick Green, the rookie from last year, out to guard. Hopefully that'll help. They're, they're bringing back the tackles. Don't don't want to, you know, spend the resources to go get an elite quarterback and, and keep the train moving, but want to commit like $30 million to an average at best offensive tackle. Mitch Trubisky's decision came down to Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Giants. He was looking for the best chance to get back on the field as a starter and win games. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN. See, that's, that's how prestigious this Pittsburgh Steelers organization is. Mitchell Trubisky wanted to win games. He wanted to be part of Well, Mitchell Trubisky great just brought, brought down the prestige of the Pittsburgh Steelers because they will stink this year. Are you ready for Mike Tomlin's first ever losing season? Because it's on the way. It's happening this year. You know, I was so excited when I, when I saw the opponents for the Steelers this year. They're going to go to Charlotte and play John Kay's terrible Carolina Panthers. They're, they're going to go to Indy. Time out. They're going to play John Kay's terrible Panthers with Deshaun Watson and quarterback, possibly. Possibly. The Panthers will still stink, though, because outside of the one Cam Newton year, uh, they don't know how to build a team. Um, they're they're going to go to Indy and, and play the fighting Jimmy Garoppolo's. They, they're they going to go to Atlanta and play Seth Stokes' terrible Atlanta Falcons, who will all probably be betting on the Steelers to win that game anyways. I was so excited. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't ever get to go to a Steelers game. Never been to a Steelers game because they, they're so far away. And then they have three games that are within decent driving distance to pick from. Now I don't want to go. I don't want to watch Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph as my quarterback. I don't want to. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Not going to. You know, I was I was real excited. The, the Vols play the, the Pitt Panthers on uh, sep- September 11th, my birthday. No, September 10th this year. I don't know. One of the days. Whatever that Saturday is. Who, who, who's the Colts quarterback? Uh, it's going to be Jimmy G. Right now, they don't have one. Okay. I was, I was wondering, maybe maybe you know Adam Schefter personally. I thought I was thought I was late. Well, it's, it's obviously not a done deal because it hasn't happened yet, but the belief in, in everything I'm reading and seeing the Adam Schefters of the world say is that it's likely that Jimmy G is going to end up a, a Colt. I mean, who else? If you're the Colts, who else are you going to bring in at this point? You're a Tennessee fan, Ben. You know better to be assuming anything. I'm not assuming. I'm going off of what NFL reporters are reporting. It ain't done yet. You're a Tennessee fan. You should you should know better. It ain't done till it's done. You are correct. You are reports. Correct. Tennessee is going to hire Greciano. Uh, Greciano. Oh Lord Jesus, no. Well, I guess I guess it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it didn't happen. So you just never know, Ben. I I know, but. Just never just, know. I'm just going off what people are are I, saying I, are, I are are probably going. To happen, but I look the Vols play the Pitt Panthers that first week or second week in the, of the season uh, for for college football, and the NFL opener is that next day on Sunday, and I was all excited. Oh, I I, I can get to watch the Vols yeah. play on Saturday right. at, at Heinz Field, and the NFL schedule's not out yet, but hopefully maybe I'll get lucky and the Steelers home opener will be the next day at Heinz Field on that Sunday on my birthday. And I, I can I can go see the, my my first ever Steelers game in Heinz Field. Yeah, perfect, man. Still can. It's going to be the debut of Mitchell Trubisky. Are you kidding me? He's, he's not the Steelers. He's just a small part of the Steelers. Small still, part. He's the quarterback. You he's still watch, part of the Steelers. You can still watch the Steelers, man. Now listen, if you go back into Mitchell Trubisky's Twitter history and look at his old tweets, I'm sure you and him have a lot in common. How so? Google it. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. I'm not well this morning. 
I'm not well. Kentucky Vol Paducah says, just think how things are going to explode on Rocky Top when Nico commits. Who's Nico? Nico Iamaleava. He's committing? That's news to me. We'll see. We'll see, man. We shall see. Jaystro says Pittsburgh should have gotten Colin Kaepernick out of retirement instead of Trubisky. Yes! Give me Colin Kaepernick. Look, bring back Big Ben for another year. I promise you that Mitchell Trubisky will not be better than Big Ben, even at age 49 or whatever Big Ben is at this point. Big Ben not being able to move around, he's not worse than Mitchell Trubisky. I can assure you of that. And I'd rather root for a crappy Big Ben than a crappy Mitchell Trubisky. Go get Phillip Rivers. Go get anybody but Mitchell Trubisky. There's only one person that I would rather have Mitchell Trubisky over, and that is Mason Rudolph. But that still doesn't mean that Mitchell Trubisky should be the answer. Go get Jordan Love. Go get somebody other than Mitchell Trubisky. What a great day this is. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the many blessings. Thank you for allowing Mitchell Trubisky to play for the best football organization in the NFL, according to Ben McKee. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Look, and I I don't appreciate this sentiment that I just gave you absolute hell for so many years about Mitchell Trubisky. I took it light on you for years, and you even admitted this yesterday when we were on the phone. So don't even try to play radio this morning and pretend like I just – Made life tough on you I, for, for so I many didn't years. Say anything. No, I'm, just, I, I, I'm just, I'm I'm just, just making sure you don't go down that road. I'm just thankful. I don't, I'm I don't thankful. understand this sentiment on social media by you bums out there listening <laughs> that I just made life so tough on Swain and, and made fun of him. In fact, it was Triple O, it was Volstorm, it was Dr. Vol. All these people calling in, kneeling Mafia, talking about doink doink when the Bears lost in the playoffs a couple years ago. I took it easy on Swain. So don't <sighs> tell me that I just. Ripped on Swain for years. I was nice. It's okay. Because I felt bad for him. Here, here's the way you can feel better. Tennessee, top five in the AP poll. Go get Nico. Is there any way that Nico can bypass college no. and go be a quarterback in the league? No, 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 no. Are we sure? No, we, we, we sure. We sure. We, we, we ain't trying to do that now. Go get Malik Willis. Go get Sam Howell. Go get... Kenny Pickett, go get Matt Corral. Anybody. Anybody. Tennessee. Number five in the AP poll, Ben. That's the good news. The bad news. The bad news is that the teams that are one, two, three, and four are all number one seeds, and all the number two seeds are behind Tennessee in the AP poll. Make it make sense, please. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? I heard this stat. Last night, from Gary Parish of CBS Sports, their college basketball writer, and I hope I'm repeating it correctly, but he said that Duke has four losses outside of quad one, uh, and I think they're all quad two losses, and Tennessee, Kentucky, and Auburn combined for one loss outside of the quad one. Duke had four. Four. Make it make sense. It, it doesn't make sense. And it, and it's kind of become this Duke versus Tennessee thing. And, and that is the most glaring example of Tennessee being incorrectly misseeded. But Tennessee also has a better resume than Auburn and Kentucky as well. Oh, like facts it, on facts it, on facts. It's not just... It's not just Duke. Again, that's the most glaring one. But Tennessee should have been a, a two-seed over Kentucky and Auburn as well. Oh, yeah. Now, Kentucky and Auburn should have been a two-seed over Duke. But, like, there, there's three teams on, on that two line. I, I'm not sure about Villanova. Um, I, I know Joe Lenardi uh, liked to say that uh, head-to-head matchups don't matter and then tweet out. How we lost the – how Tennessee Villanova. lost to Villanova. 
Feel like so. feel like we lost to them in 2020. It was so and, long and, ago. And here's the other thing: everybody's talking about how the SEC tournament obviously doesn't mean anything, and I, I get where that is coming from. But even with Tennessee, and I think I said this yesterday: even if Tennessee had lost to A and M on Sunday in the SEC tournament championship game, they still deserve to be a two seed. They they deserve to be a two seed before the championship game even tipped off, win or lose. So, like, I, I get where that conversation is coming from, but Tennessee was a two-seed before the SEC tournament championship game. I, I ain't going to lie, man. I'm more mad that Texas A&M didn't get in than I am that Tennessee didn't get a two-seed. Yeah, that's pretty funny. The reason why is because, as a former athlete, this is perfect for bulletin board material. This is perfect to play the disrespect card. There's nothing better to motivate a player by telling a player, number one, they can't do something, or number two, not giving them the credit enough when they do do something. And in this case, it's number two. Tennessee was disrespected by the NCAA committee. Everyone's loving up on Tennessee right now because of their play on the court as of late. Beating Auburn, beating Kentucky, beating oh, beating Kentucky twice, beating Arkansas. And it's, it's human nature to start feeling yourself a little bit, to get the big head. It is human nature. And the three seed, I think it gives us a little bit of an edge. And, and quite frankly... I like it, which is why you don't really hear me complaining as much as everyone else. Did, did Tennessee get screwed? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're going to play a good team in the Sweet 16, regardless of where you're going to be seated. Regardless. A team who can beat you if you do not play good basketball. It don't matter what region you're playing in. I think the field this year is so heavy from 1 to 10, 1 to 12, to where if you don't play good in this week 16, you're going home. Yep. Period, point blank. And if you do play well, a.k.a. play like you're already playing right now, then you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Did Tennessee get screwed? Absolutely. But I love being able to play the disrespect card. I love when someone tells you you can't do something. Do y'all know in 2014 when the station that I was previously on just just stopped operating and I decided to just go independent? You know what I mean? People were like, I don't know. I don't know. People inside the business, people outside the business. I had one guy that used to cover the Vols, used to be on the station. He was like, man, you know, you're going to be, you're going to start off real hot, man. Everyone's going to be excited. But what happens after that, you know, that initial excitement wears off? I don't know if you're going to be able to make it. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, man, you got a pen? I need to write this down. I need a pen. No, I need a magic marker. Permanent magic marker. I need to write this down. Cool. All right, cool. When somebody tells you you can't do something, it makes you want to do it even more. You want an example? As a child, you're told not to touch the eye because it's hot. What do we do anyways? Look around. Grandma's cooking them pot, pot of collard greens. Pot of chitlins. Some of y'all's grandmas did. I'm sure mine did, too. I ain't eating it. Pot of black-eyed peas. You you want to see for yourself. Let me see how hot it really is. They told me not to touch it, but I want to see for myself. Ooh, 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 that's hot. And when Nima was in there frying some chicken in that cast iron skillet, back up. Back up, the hot grease going to pop you. What'd you do? backed up a little bit when she was looking 
And then when she went looking, you got to look closer to see. It got you. You had to see for yourself. As a child, you were told not to do something, and you did it anyway. We've been conditioned to be that way. And I love the fact that Tennessee can play the disrespect card. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, yes, I mean, Tennessee got screwed. And I like I grew up loving Trajan Langdon, one of my best, one of my favorite basketball players ever to watch. He played at Duke. Loved Trajan Langdon. That was my dude. The Alaska Assassin. That was my guy, number 21. Me and my best friend, he's a he's a big Duke fan. That was our guys, by the way. My best friend just was hired as a head coach at Hueytown High School there in Birmingham area, Alabama. So congratulations to him. Hueytown, home of Jameis, Jameis Winston. Hope my boy eats a lot of W's as a basketball coach. <laughs> but Trajan Langdon was my guy. But everyone hates Duke. And I never really hated Duke because I don't hate teams that have, like, great coaches like Coach K. Like, I don't hate greatness. I got to respect level four greatness. You know, Nick Saban, Coach K. I don't, I don't Bill Belichick. I don't hate those guys. I admire those guys. I really do. But lately, man, you know how easy it has been to dislike Duke after they got our spot? Our number two seed, it's been really easy of late to throw some shade at Duke. Really easy. Play the disrespect card. We got a chance to do it. Uh, Being Mike Swartz, the the defense coordinator. He really is the defense coordinator Mm -hmm. of the Tennessee basketball team. And, man, whew. What an impactful career he had at Tennessee as an assistant coach. And now he's going to get his opportunity, Ben. He's going to be the next head coach at ECU. We've been down this road before where an assistant coach was in line to become a head coach. It became a little bit of a distraction. Well, I do think this is a little different in the sense that Tell this, me how it's different. this is a done deal. Uh, essentially, ECU has not officially announced it, but it it seems all but official. All that's left to happen is ECU announced it itself. And previously, you had assistants who were trying to prepare the best that they could for the interview process while Tennessee was playing conference tournament games. And if if this news is coming out on a Monday, that tells me the the interview process was last week while Tennessee was preparing for the SEC tournament, going through the SEC tournament, and Tennessee won the SEC tournament. So it it was a distraction in the past for for maybe a, an assistant, but didn't seem to be a distraction this past week. So. That that makes me think that it's that it's not going to be an issue this go around, and I I have the utmost faith in in Mike Schwartz for it not to be a, a distraction. Uh, it, it's just kind of his personality. He he's going to be all in on the balls until the season comes to an end. He, he, that's just his personality. I mean, I, I've heard that. I, don't, I I've heard secondhand that Rick Barnes thinks he's the the best assistant he's ever had. So, I, I, I'm not at all worried about this being a distraction, especially after what I just said, that, hey, the interview process was last week and Tennessee still won the SEC tournament. <laughs> and then the defensive coordinator did his job and did he? had the, the defense playing lights out this weekend in Tampa. So, I, I, I would be very surprised if, if that was a distraction. Maybe we won't know. I, I don't know how we would – Know whether it it was a distraction. If we or get not. lit up on, if we get lit up by, you know, um, Longwood, oh gosh, <laughs> Longwood or Colorado State. I think, I think old Sean Miller, the former coach of Arizona, 
who, who got fired like Will Wade. He um, He's already predicting that Tennessee is going to lose to Colorado State in the second round. Um, but if, if, the, if the defense is uncharacteristic and offenses are lighting us up, then people are going to point to the fact that Mike Swartz took the ECU job and used that as a reason for why the defense was uncharacteristic on you know, that day, which is, which, is, which is fair. I think another thing that's different here is that the connections. I think the connections with Tennessee, ECU, John Gilbert used to be an assistant AD at Tennessee. John Gilbert's son is a walk-on at Tennessee. I think there's some, 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 some respect, and I think John Gilbert uh, understands that the job is not done here. And the biggest – the biggest win for Mike Swartz as the new coach at ECU is taking care of business as the assistant coach at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Because the transfer portal is going to be very important for him, just like it is for every first-time coach or new coach this upcoming season. And how easy will it be to sell the fact that, yo, we just went on a Final Four run? We just went on an elite eight run. We just did this. We just did that. We had the number, you know, third best defense and efficiency in the country. This is what we did. We took a team that averaged these amount of points in the tournament, and they were 20 points below that. The success that Swartz can have right now as an assistant coach at Tennessee in the tournament can be a great foundation for him at East Carolina. So, it's about taking care of business now. And I, I I think he's going to do that. He was on the staff last year and in, in previous years where former Tennessee assistants took other jobs. Some handled them the right way. Some didn't. He, and I'm sure he will learn from that and not make that same mistake because, quite frankly, that's not fair to our current players and all the work that they put in. And this is their time to showcase their hard work. This is their time. The whole world will be watching. Starting on Wednesday, every game, the whole world will be watching. It's going to be on every channel. People are faking being sick. People are putting off work that they should be doing to watch the tournament. This is it. This is it, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for Josiah Jordan-James. I'm excited for... Kenny Chandler, Zakai Ziegler, John Fulkerson. I'm excited for all of our players. I don't want to see him name all of them. Um, but I'm excited for this basketball team. You're not excited for Uros? I'm excited for Uros. Very excited for Uros. You know, you know I'm an Uros guy. You know I like me some Uros. I thought he was he wasn't playing tough with the basketball enough in the Kentucky game. In the first possession of the Texas A&M game, that's my only issue with Uros. I want him to be seven. I want him to act like he's seven foot tall. I want him to bump his head when he walks through doors like a seven-footer. I don't want him playing small. I want him dunking on people's face, not finger rolling. I don't want the back of your wrist touching the rim because you're finger rolling. I want the inside part of your rim uh, wrist to hit the rim because you're dunking on people. You're dunking on their face. what I want him to do. That's what we all want him to do. But love me some Uros. You know that. Best college basketball teammate in America. That's <laughs> no cap. That's what I know. I'm telling the truth because I said that at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just capping. Cap, cap, capping it up. That means I'm really serious if I say no cap. 865-255-03. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Tennessee basketball SEC tournament champions, the fifth rated team in the country, according to the AP. Man, Rick Barnes. Getting it done. The Deacon getting it done. Woo! Woo! So good to be a Tennessee volunteer. So good to be a Tennessee volunteer. 865-255-03. Be right back. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. 
Hello. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations. No project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com. Or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. 
Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with the fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Rules remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Positivity. We do that during Attaboy here on the program. Attaboy is brought to you by Iris Networks. Fiber Internet and Voice, irisnetworksusa.com. All right, Ben. Bring us the positivity. Make it rain on us. I'm giving Mitchell Trubisky. And Attaboy for getting a second chance in the NFL. There you go, man. You're embracing it. I'm kidding. I'm giving... Tennessee utility man, Jared Dickey. 
an attaboy. Tennessee baseball utility man, I should say, for those who are unaware of who Jared Dickey is. But if you are a Tennessee fan, even if baseball is not your sport, you should be aware of who Jared Dickey is by now. And plus, we've talked about him on the show before. But for the second time, he has been named SEC Freshman of the Week. Uh, He led the SEC last week in hits, runs scored, and total bases, while also tying for the SEC lead with one triple. He had four multi-hit games and recorded at least one base hit in all five of Tennessee's games last week, helping lead Tennessee to a perfect 5-0 record, tied his career high with three hits twice, and had his first career two-run or two-home run game in Wednesday's win over James Madison, helping Tennessee tie its single-game program record for home runs with seven. So, shouts out to Jared Dickey, who has been tremendous, tremendous for Tennessee so far this season. Can play left field, can play right field. Third-string catcher, been the backup catcher of late because Charlie Taylor has has been banged up, but... Jared Dickey, he, he's been swinging the bat like crazy, and he's a real cool story, uh, and, and a story that I'm going to write in the coming weeks, kind of as March Madness dies down. I'm, I mentioned it last week, but uh, one of his teammates mentioned to the media last week that he's lost 70 pounds since he got to Tennessee, and that was like a year ago. I mean, last year he was a true freshman, uh, was in the weight room, and he's he's lost 70 pounds. He could always swing the bat, always swing for power. He he won Tennessee's home run derby that it did back in the fall prior to a football game during fall ball uh, at one of the, the fan events that Tennessee baseball tried to put on. So he's always swung the bat with power. But now I thought Tony Vitello summed it up well. He used to be a guy that you had to pinch run for. Like you would bring in Zakai Ziegler to mm-hmm. run for him. Mm-hmm. But now he's a guy that steals bases, stretches singles in the doubles, doubles in the triples. And you could, if he wasn't already in the starting lineup, he'd be a guy that you brought in to pinch run for somebody else. Wow. And he made a heck of a catch this past weekend on Friday. I think it was Friday. No, it was Sunday because I remember Drew Beam was pitching and he made a catch at the wall where he had to run a long ways. He had to jump and crash into the wall. It was, it was pretty incredible. And Tony Vitello said that old Jared Dickey does not make that catch because he does not get to the ball in time to even attempt to make the catch because he was so out of shape. So uh, he's a heck of a story just getting his body in shape. And he's, he's been one of Tennessee's best hitters to start the year. He's been the biggest surprise for me. I was aware of, who Jared Dickey was entering the season, obviously, but I did not at all think that he would have the type of impact that he has had on Tennessee so far. I mean, I, I didn't even think he was going to be a, a starter. I mean, he, I thought he would get some midweek starts, but I, I didn't at all see him starting in left field because of the options that Tennessee had out there. I didn't see him starting at catcher because he was the third-string catcher. I didn't see him starting at first base, which he can also play because of Luke Lipsius and, and Blake Burke. Uh, so I, I thought he would get some bats here and there, but I did not think he was going to be a constant bat in the lineup and definitely did not see him leading off. And that that has been the shocker of all shocker. He, he's been my most surprising storyline, surprising player so far this season, but really cool story and, and happy for him. Speaking of Tennessee baseball, they start conference play this week, and they're a consensus top 10 team entering – Oh, SEC top five play. to some people. Mm-hmm. Three three different polls have Tennessee in the top five. Collegiate baseball, they have Tennessee all the way up to number two. You know, collegiate baseball, let me just speak about how, <laughs> how great of a publication they are. It's my favorite. They do a great job. They have great people. They work extremely hard. They're very credible. I mean, why, why are there anybody else out there in the game? Collegiate baseball should be the poll that you pay attention to the most. I agree. <laughs> but uh, Collegiate Baseball has them number two. The coaches poll has them number five. They actually dropped the spot in the coaches poll from four to five. Um, perfect game. 
Perfect Game has them at number five as well. The National College Baseball Writers Association has them at number seven. D1 Baseball, the one that I go by the most, has them at number seven as well. They're up three spots in the D1 poll from number 10 last week. Collegiate Baseball is my favorite. And then Baseball America, the last of the six polls, have them at number nine. They're up two spots to get into the top ten and make them a consensus top ten team. And naturally, South Carolina had looked terrible. Swept by Clemson while Tennessee was in Houston. They come back and they get destroyed by Xavier in a midweek game last week. And then they take two of three from Texas this past weekend, right before they come to Knoxville. (laughs) That's just the most Tennessee thing. I've seen South Carolina look terrible the first couple of weeks of the season, and then boom, right before they come to Knoxville to start conference play, two out of three against number one Texas. <laughs> and I look, I am taking it with a grain of salt. Uh, Texas kind of playing out of its element in the sense of it was a funky weekend from a scheduling standpoint, kind of like with Tennessee. Tennessee played a doubleheader on Friday then didn't play on Saturday because of snow, and then played one on Sunday. They played a doubleheader Sunday afternoon after kind of sitting around all weekend. And and so the scheduling was a little weird and threw things off, and it was extremely cold. So I am taking it with a grain of salt. South Carolina, Tennessee is better than South Carolina. Uh, they can't hit, but they have two pitchers who are just absolute duds and they they led Carolina to that series win over the weekend and he is that that that's going to be the the thing to watch this weekend is uh their pitchers uh Will Sanders and then the other kid who's a true freshman who's also a stud shortstop um they're the only two really players that I worry about on South Carolina when matching up with Tennessee and obviously Tennessee has their their own great pitchers um but I think from top to bottom, Tennessee is better than South Carolina. And, and if they show show up and play to their capability, Tennessee should win the series, if not sweep this weekend. Uh, last thing I'll add on Tennessee baseball. I know I'm being a little long-winded with Tennessee baseball here, but I do, I do have a note or two on Blade Tidwell and Seth Halverson. All right, what you got? Uh, Blade Tidwell is ahead of Seth Halverson. Blade Tidwell coming back from – Shoulder stiffness that was generating shoulder soreness. I still have to slow it down when I say that. I've never, I've never heard of shoulder stiffness generating shoulder soreness. Kind of a, a funny correlation there, but essentially he could not get loose enough, and then he would throw in the bullpen, and because he was still stiff, it would generate soreness and, and be hard to, to recover from his bullpen because he was so sore just – it wasn't feeling right. So that's why he was shut down. And he he's a week ahead of Seth Halverson, who had a freak injury back in December, January, throwing a bullpen in Tennessee's facility, and his arm just snapped. Form just fractured as he's throwing a pitch. And that that's just freaky and makes me cringe to think about throwing a pitch and, and, and your forearm just kind of snaps in half. Mm. <laughs> um, so th- that was just a, 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 a clean <laughs> – a, a clean injury situation and it's just a matter of healing or, or whatnot. But uh, I think Tidwell's a, a week or so ahead of Seth Halverson. Uh, Blake Tidwell is back on the mound throwing, which is a, a, a significant step. And, look, they're going to want to see Blake Tidwell on top of the mound several times before they put, put him back in the game. But I, I think it's possible that – he makes an appearance next weekend at Ole Miss. I, I don't know whether that's starting. I don't know whether that's out of the bullpen. Uh, but I, I think there's a a good possibility, not a 100% possibility, but a, a good possibility that he, he maybe makes an appearance against Ole Miss next weekend and maybe even performs next week in the midweek game. Don't know off the top of my head who Tennessee has in the midweek next week, but don't know that you want Blake Tidwell's first inning of the season to be against Ole Miss, who's who's number two in the country. So maybe you get him a, an inning or so next not, week in the midweek not, game. Not according and, to collegiate baseball, they're not number two in the country, are they? <laughs> uh, I don't know what collegiate baseball has Ole Miss. I know they're not number two. 
I know Tennessee's number two, according to Collegiate Baseball, my favorite publication. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Let's see what uh, Collegiate Baseball also ranks like 30 teams. Let's see what they have Ole Miss as this week. Um, but, I, I, again, I think it's possible you see play Tidwell next week against them. Butler is the uh, midweek game. Okay. The Bulldogs, the Gordon Haywards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ole Miss is number nine. <laughs> Which is funny because D1 Baseball has Ole Miss at number two. Oh. Uh, they have Vanderbilt number one. Uh, and speaking Crazy. of Vanderbilt. So many different polls. Too many different polls. Uh, the week after Ole Miss, the first weekend of April, April Fool's weekend, Tennessee does go to Vanderbilt. And I think that's when you could see Seth Halverson in the same situation, possibly out of the bullpen or starting or, or just making an appearance, which I, I don't think Seth Halverson would start. He was always going to come out of the bullpen, in my opinion. Uh, so, sounds like Tennessee's on the verge of, of getting its best arm back going into the season. And Seth Alverson, the Missouri transfer, who was there Friday night started, but was expected to be one of Tennessee's better arms out of the bullpen. So, uh, good news there on the injury front. And I expect Drew Gilbert to play this weekend as well. Drew Gilbert been hampered by a hamstring. Did not play at all last week in the five games against James Madison and Rhode Island over the weekend, but uh, that that was more just being safe. No need to push him this time of year. Cold, funky schedule. No need to get him out of rhythm. So I, I expect Drew Gilbert to play this weekend as well. So good news on the injury front for the for the Diamond Vols as conference play has arrived. It's time to go, man. It's go time. It is go time. We'll get to the text box. Uh, saw some good stuff on the text box. Good questions and comments. As we turn the page on our number one, our one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Ben McKee. Check out Ben McKee's good stuff at VolQuest.com. Pictures have stuff. But and they shove it. But writers have stuff too, Ben. And you shove your stuff. That's right. In the faces of people That's right, right there on Twitter. Read my work, that gummit. That's right. That's right. Ballquest.com is where you can find Ben Ben's work. He got good stuff. 865-255-03. Be right back. 